eat, sleep, movie, repeat, repeat. a podcast from Cafe Cinema's Kitty Kitty. Welcome to episode three. So straight away we'll find out who was right in our predictions for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny box office numbers in New Zealand. We talk about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 and Tom Cruise and his stunt work over the years. We put a packet of Jaffas on the line and check out what Cathay Cinema's Kitty Kitty are doing to celebrate Martiriki. G'day Ross, welcome along to episode number 3. Hi Brent, how are you? Good, thank you. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, should we get straight into that? Because you know... I don't think I was far off this time, but I think you were dead on, were you? No, I was. Uh, I was. I think I was a little bit closer with my estimation than you, Brent, but not by much. We were very close, the middle. Okay, so what we do is every episode we have a guess of what we think the take in New Zealand will be when a movie opens for the first week. So Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I went to the night before screening of the movie. Absolutely loved it, and I'm going back to see it again. In fact, so. How did we go? Well, what did I guess? You jumped right up to two million, which again, great bold prediction, and I wish you were right. And I took the lower estimation of one point two five, and I based mine purely on the fact that I thought it should have done like Flash should have done better, but then it didn't, and I was a bit nervous. But the good news is the movie, including the night before screenings, the night prior to opening. The movie pulled in $1.5 million, so I was within 250k and you were within 500k, so we're close. I think you win. I owe you a packet of chocolate M&M. Yeah, I'll I'll probably have to bring you some Jaffas when you win the next one. We'll make a swap. So have you seen the movie? I did. I went out and I watched it on Monday night in the cinema. My experience was interesting, and this has been pretty reflective of what I've seen with the audience going is that the cinema was pretty empty. Mostly adults have been going to see it. Mostly my generation, your generation, kids of the 80s who grew up with Indiana Jones, their parents. So it's definitely skewing older than it is younger. I haven't seen a lot of the 18 to say 35s going to the film. But having said that, you know, their responses to the film and their opinion of the film is that they've loved it. They've really enjoyed it. Whereas I know I've listened to a lot of critics and we're going to talk about film critics one of these days, but a lot of critics have absolutely slated this film, especially overseas. And I think that's had a pretty negative reaction to the box office. But overall, look, I thought the film was a, a solid five, six out of ten. It, it, it didn't do it for me 100%, but I thought, you know, it was still entertaining and it was still Indiana Jones. And so I put aside all the criticisms, went in with an open mind, and I, I actually didn't mind. Yeah, I think the first part of the film where they de-aged Harrison Ford, I thought that was just great. It just reminded me of the old movies, the way it was shot, the camera angles coming in and everything. I thought it was really... And it was pretty good, that de-aging. You just went, wow. Yeah. And it starts off with a bang. We actually we had a few complaints, actually, about how loud it was at the start of the film. Starts off with a real bang, real hiss and a roar, like you said, very much like the Indiana Jones movies of old. And I think that that was great. But then when it settles down into the, the next phase of the Indiana Jones film, it is a bit quieter after that first 20 months. Mm. No, but I really enjoyed it. I give it 9 out of 10 chocolate M&M's. Well, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, let's go with your recommendation. I like your recommendation better than more. <laughs> I, I just love those old movies. This reminds me of my childhood, and I think the nostalgia factor is, as you say, is very much in it. I just, I'm a big fan of Harrison Ford anyway, and I'm a big fan of Indiana Jones, and I thought, 
well, this is good. This is redemption for Crystal Skull. Absolutely. And look, there's a lot of um, movies coming up that are focusing on that whole nostalgia factor, particularly Barbie, which opens on the 20th of July. I mean, you got to remember that Barbie is a movie that, sorry, it's a toy. It's been out for generations. It's, what, 60, 70 years old as a toy. So it's a generational film. I suspect that film's going to absolutely explode in in New Zealand and around the world. I think it's going to be a very, very big box office number. But, of course, for Barbie, we've got our friend, I wish he was our friend, but our friend Tom Cruise with Mission Impossible 7, which is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh, man, I'm going to see this on the weekend. I cannot wait to see it. What a great movie. I love the Mission Impossible franchise, and yo, to be fair, there's been quite a few, right? Yeah, as I said, this is number seven, but it's number seven part one, so there will be a number seven part two, what we can call it number eight. So this franchise started back in 1996 with Mission Impossible and quite a young-looking Tom Cruise, bearing in mind he's just about to celebrate it. I think it's his 61st birthday coming up. So, you know, 1996 Mission Impossible, then there was Mission Impossible 2 in 2000, Mission Impossible 3 in 2006, then we had Ghost Protocol in 2011, Rogue Nation in 2015, and Fallout in 2018, which was also partly filmed here in New Zealand. That was the one with the where he trained Tom Cruise, he goes all out. He trained himself to fly a helicopter so that he could do this unbelievably dangerous stunt in Queenstown. You know, he's hung off the side of planes, he's broken his foot jumping off things. He is, he is, you know, described as the last true Hollywood superstar. I think so. When I lived in Dubai, that's when they were filming Ghost Protocol, and I remember quite clearly, and I remember seeing him hanging off the side of the Burj Khalifa by the observation deck, and I remember in the local newspaper there was a story because everybody inside the observation deck he just stopped outside and was waving at people and they were taking photos of him hanging off the side of the Burj Khalifa and I don't know if you've ever been to the Burj Khalifa but that's pretty high yes yes so has the whole place was a buzz with them being there they shot a lot in Abu Dhabi as well they had a full-scale side of Burj Khalifa for some close-up shots but for actually being on the side of it it was him which was incredible yeah he is he goes all out he puts everything into his films and i don't think that this film will be any different it's funny because he just does not age the man is ageless he's timeless whatever he's got we should bottle it you know that'd be great look i think i think this film's gonna be really big and we can talk about our box office prediction on that in a minute but the movie actually officially was originally going to open on thursday the 13th and what they've done is they've actually moved the opening date right up. It's actually opening this weekend. So while we're going to have to wait till the 20th to talk about what the box office does, we'll actually know on the 13th because it opens Saturday evening. I believe it's just after 6 p.m. And it runs Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. So you can absolutely get it. And it actually opens before it opens in the States. So it's, it's quite exciting. I've seen some stories around about apparently IMAX in the States. There's been a bit of a argument between Tom and that because they're taking his movie out to put a Oppenheimer in at IMAX. Yeah, that's correct. That's 100% correct. So Christopher Nolan has made the film Oppenheimer, which opens on the 20th, which is also the same date Barbie opens. And they've now um, put those two films together and they're calling it Barbieheimer. <laughs> so Barbieheimer, um, those two films are going to dominate the box office quite strongly. 
straight after the back of Dead Reckoning. And, and so Tom Cruise wasn't very happy about this, apparently. And he, he said, look, you know, Christopher Nolan has booked all the premium large format screens, which means his movie was going to open and then only really potentially get a week on some of these screens before Oppenheimer comes in and Barbie comes in. So I think that might be part of why they've pushed it back a little bit. But, you know, this is the problem I think we've had. We've had blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster film opening week on week on week. And those films just haven't had enough time to breathe. And when you're um, like we are, you know, at Kirikiri, when you're running a small cinema with only three or four screens or five screens, it's very hard to fit all that content on. And of course, people were saying to us, why aren't you playing that song from, you know, three months ago that Maggie Smith was on? You say, well, we literally cannot fit it on the schedule. We're struggling to fit these films on. And of course, the films, my other big pet peeve, I think, with films these days is how long they're getting. So Mission Impossible is a good two and a half you know, hour film or almost three hour film. Oppenheimer's the same. So those films make it a lot harder for us to put lots of film on screen for a long time so we certainly do our best and we try and squeeze them on but um yeah i think that the length of film is is becoming a problematic for the cinema industry because they're it seems like every time somebody puts a film out they just want to try and make it longer and bigger and better so yeah interesting i remember people complaining when at school when we had to see gandhi and that was over three hours long at the time. As a teenager, you thought, this is impossible. I could fly to Sydney. Yeah, exactly. I could be in Fiji by now. And, of course, we've also got on the 13th, and we mentioned this last week, on the 13th of July, we're putting on a little Matariki film festival for Matariki, which is on Friday the 14th. And that film festival is really just a little showcase for a week here in Kiri Kiri of Maori film produced films directed films acted films and we've got a a good mix and it comes also on the back that they have remade the coco film for kids as a um toreo full toreo film as well so they're re-releasing coco and i think that's going to be really well received it is they've been really popular those total immersion toreo films like you know frozen for example was done that's great now next time we chat too we're going to talk about something for father's day Yes, I've got a thing for Father's Day. Uh, and we're talking about September, first weekend of September here, the 6th from memory. I've got this little thing that I've been planning for 20 years. And it all goes back 20 years ago in 2003 when I opened a movie theatre in Christchurch called Reading Cinemas The Palms. So if anyone listening to this podcast remembers the opening movie for that year in 2003, you'll know where we're going with this already. But it is a Disney film. It's a very, very popular franchise from the early 2000s. And when we tell people next time what that movie is, they're probably going to be quite surprised that that movie is now 20 years old. Oh, that sounds good. All right. I think we need to do a box office prediction for Mission Impossible. Oh, okay. Well, you, you usually go first. So I think I'll go first this time just to, to take the pressure off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I think the film is going to open extremely well now um i think we should caveat this by uh we should make some rules around this should we start it from the sunday the 9th through to the friday saturday the 15th or should we uh start it on the 13th what do you think what what would you prefer oh let's start it from when it opens eh? okay well we'll do it we'll do it from the sunday because that's the first full day that it'll be showing all right, I think because it's the school holidays, because I think it's such a solid franchise, I think the word of mouth on this film is already exceptional. I'm going to say it's going to be 
I'd go out on a limb and say it's $2.7 million week one. 2.7. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Right, well, I'm just going to have to go crazy again. I, I say 3.2 million. Oh, yeah, I was actually thinking 3.2, and I thought, no, no, I'll temper my expectations. I think you might win this one, and I might have to give you those jaffers after all. Well, the thing is, we haven't exchanged any jaffers or chocolate M&Ms at this stage, so, I mean, yet. this might be the first one, Ross. I think this is the first one. We'll put the it's- packet of candy on the line. If I get 3.2 million, I will be deemed champion. Yeah, so anyway, if you're keen to go and see uh, Mission Impossible, it opens this Saturday evening and Sunday. Tickets are on sale. So people would just go to the website, www.cafecinemas.co.nz if you're in the Northland and Kirikiri area, and we'd love to see you. That's brilliant. All right, looking forward to claiming my prize in the next podcast. And I'm looking forward to delivering it. Thanks for listening to Eat, Sleep, Movie, Repeat. Cafe Cinema's Kitty Kitty bring you the best in entertainment. Find out more and book your tickets online at cafecinemas.co.nz.